0: Hey guys, welcome back to Inner Monologue with me, Olivia Neal. Today, I'm going to be talking to you about my trip to Barcelona. I'm going to be telling you about some recent medical news I've received. I'm also going to be giving an ode to female friendships. Let's get into it. This week, I actually have quite a lot to update you guys on. Usually, like, not I don't really do anything. I don't really leave the house. And I'm just kind of, like, trying to think of anything that I can say in this little update section. Because I do like giving you guys an update. I think it keeps our relationship quite close. I like you knowing everything about me. I love a good overshare, if we couldn't tell. Um, but, yeah, this week, kind of crazy shit went on. So, the last time I spoke to you, I was about to head off to Barcelona on a girls' trip. Had the best time ever. The first night we were there... My, I was there with my two friends like my two best friends Edie and Millie and they bumped in well we were all in the hotel bar and we bumped into someone that they knew and he was like oh yeah like we were like what are you doing here and he was like oh I'm Robbie Williams photographer and I have been for the past six years so I just follow him around when he's like going on like doing concerts and shit and take photos of him and we're like no way like does he have a show in Barcelona like I really don't know much about Robbie Williams to be honest I haven't heard of Robbie Williams in years I haven't heard that name been said in years I feel like he might have performed to the X Factor a few times when I was younger. But like, apart from that, I didn't really know much about him. I know his did take that. Um, but I was more of like a Gary Barlow kind of girl. I loved Gary Barlow. Was he a judge on X Factor? I was a fucking obsessed with X Factor when I was younger. Like, I don't know if I said this before, but we used to like fly flags for Owen Quig. He was like this Northern Irish person that went on X Factor. And we were obsessed with the fact that someone from Northern Ireland was on x-factor so we used to like fly flags of him out our window you remember frankie Cocozza? i'm sorry this might be being lost on you but like i was going down a rabbit hole of the old x-factor contestants and i was having a great time anyway back to robbie williams the this guy um who's his photographer was like well you guys can come like he's got a show tonight or tomorrow night in barcelona like why don't you come, I'll put you down in the guest list, you can, like, get a good seat and ship. And we were like, fuck it, what else have we got to do? We're here on a girlship, we literally made not a single plan, like, we had no plans whatsoever. Um, We were just going to, like, figure out what to do when we were there. And also, we kind of just wanted to, like, sit in the sun. It wasn't that sunny, it was, like, 20 degrees, but, like, to me, that is bikini, sunbathing weather. Like, everyone in Barcelona was wearing coats, jackets, jeans, boots, scarves, and I was in my bikini every single day. Because, I don't know, I just... I just needed like, I, I I know it wasn't that warm but I just needed to like have that kind of holiday like I really wanted a holiday of doing nothing I just had like a bit of a shit like a couple of weeks so I was like Fuck, not that shit okay shut up a bit. like you, life could be a lot worse but I just wanted a, a doing nothing drinking Aperol spritzes by the pool holiday so that's what I was going to do so I didn't make any plans so I was completely available when this guy offered us tickets to Robbie Williams the next thing that happened on our trip to Barcelona was I got my results back for a lump in my arm now if you if you're like an avid listener to my podcast you might remember a while ago I talked about how I had a like a lump in my arm and I basically had this like little I yeah I guess it was just like a little like nodule lump in my arm and I never knew what it was I actually originally thought that it was from the vaccine I thought maybe like there was just a bit of like irritation to my skin and my skin had just formed like A little, I don't know. I I just thought it was from the vaccine, and then I went to see. And when I went to get my booster, I asked, and they were like, "No, that's not where your vaccine goes. Like, that's not from the vaccine." And I was like, "Okay." So it's not from the vaccine. And my ex's dad was a cancer surgeon, not skin cancer, but I I feel like he he knew his shit. So I was like, "Hey, like, what do you what do you reckon this is?" And showed him, and he was like, "Literally nothing. Like, it's nothing to worry about. Like, it's an insect bite that's just kind of formed into like a, a, a bump." And I was like, "Right, no sweat." waited a while and then eventually I booked myself in to get it checked by a doctor like an actual dermatologist and I am a hypochondriac through and through like I've got a headache I've got a brain tumor like I'm constantly diagnosing myself with some sort of like life-threatening illness and for for some reason with this I was like nothing like I'm absolutely sorted like I had lots of people look at it and every single person was like nah it's so fine like you've got nothing to worry about so I really went in in a light-hearted tone i was not thinking this was going to be anything sinister i showed the doctor and she's like yeah she felt it she was like nothing to worry about but she'll probably just like take a biopsy of it and get it sent off for testing anyway like you know better safe than sorry i thought she was going to remove the whole thing but it turns out she just she uh, right there and then which i was not prepared for because i was on my own and i feel like anytime like i get cut open i would like my mum to be there but she like right there and then just sliced me open took a little chunk of it me back up and i was on my way really not that big a deal like, didn't hurt at all. Um, I've got my wee scar there. You can probably see it on camera. And then it, it had been, like... Oh, it had been, like, two weeks. And they sent me an email. And by the way, I went private because things like this, when it's not life-threatening at all, um, like, it was literally just, like, a little, like, fucking bump on my skin. Like, it it wasn't really growing rapidly or anything. I mean, it was growing and it was changing colours. It should have been a fucking telltale sign. Um, But it, it wasn't, like, anything really, really scary. It wasn't, like, a big, scary mole like it didn't look bad. So I just knew that if I went to the NHS, like I would have to get, I would have to go to my GP first and get referred, which is like a normal process to go through, but it just does take a long time. And I am very privileged to have private healthcare because my dad works insurance and gets like a great discount. So we all get private healthcare and it's fucking fantastic. So I went private, but, um, initially like the whole consultation i had i had to i have to pay for it all up front and then like try like get a claim back from the private health care but so i was already paying quite a lot of money like to get this taken out um and then they have a cheek two weeks later to send me in, like an email be like mm, we want to do more testing on it like can you send us an extra 600 quid and i was like i kind of have to know like obviously i'm gonna have to send you 600 quid but fucking hell like could anyway i was bitter about this and then six weeks later I have heard nothing back and they told me that the results for like the testing and shit would take two weeks and mean six weeks I was like right you know what I paid a lot of money still don't even think I've claimed it back from the private health care because it does take a while or health health insurance whatever it's called so I was ringing them up and I was like right listen I mean good it a, is a good thing that I hadn't heard anything back in my head because I was like if it was bad they would have told me by now and I am ringing them up I'm like hello like can you please like give me my results and they're like oh yeah can't find them anywhere, can't find them anywhere. There's such a shit doctor's place I went anyway. Was again not stressed because if it was something bad they would have told me by now. That's what I was thinking. I'm in Barcelona and I finally get an email from the people. The email is one sentence and it's like, please see attached your results. A doctor will be will call you today to advise. I opened the attached and it's like this whole big document about all the testing they did, all the results that came back, what it showed positive for, negative four, and then the diagnosis. Couldn't understand a fucking word, and I think I'm like. Sometimes I'm like, "Mm, you're you're kind of intelligent, Olivia. Like I did it like, I did Latin, (laughs) but I did Latin, so like I can actually kind of sometimes like understand and make sense of medical terms because a lot of them are in Latin or like derived from Latin. But I had no fucking idea, and I was in Barcelona. This was my second day. Just woken up, hungover as fuck in Barcelona, and I saw. I tried. I tried to make sense of it. I was like, I don't understand a word. So I put my phone down and I waited until the doctor rang me and they never fucking rang me. And I was like, of course, but it was Friday at this point, Friday night. And I was like, let me go out. I'm in Barcelona. It's clearly nothing bad. You know, they would have been in contact with me today if it was something bad. Go out partying, whoop, whoop, wake up the next morning, hungover again. Like that, that was what I did. All we did was go out at night, have so much fun and then be hungover and lay by the pool all day. Anyway, wake up the next day, hungover, Barcelona again. I'm like bored in bed. I don't think anyone had woken up yet. Like sometimes when I'm hungover, I wake up really, really early. I don't think anyone had w- woken up yet. So I was like, let me just Google this. You know, never a good idea. Don't ever fucking, don't use the search engine Google. Um, but I was like, they, they still hadn't write me back. And I was just curious. So I just copy and pasted the diagnosis and I put it into Google. Cancer. Saw so, so the C word. Not ideal. And I was like, okay. Initially I was like, okay, this is wrong. This is wrong. I did more research, more research it was it was cancer No, let me explain okay I am a very 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 lucky because it could have been a lot worse so basically after my research well by the way I'm doing all this research I didn't even cry sorry let me just like I, I did all this research on Google at like 8am in Barcelona in my in my hotel room hungover and I basically like I wasn't I didn't cry I wasn't like freaking out or anything because the first thing that came up was like the type of cancer that it is has a 99 percent survival rate you don't have to do chemotherapy or radiotherapy all you literally need to do is remove it so, like, I didn't, I really wasn't, like, I didn't freak out. I, like, I've I read so much about it at this point. Like, I literally know that all you had to do was, like, before when they took like t- took a biopsy, they didn't take all of it out. So, like, I just knew that I'd have to go in, do this exact same thing again, except they'd just remove a little bit more than they had before. So it was not stressed, but, like, obviously I had to tell my parents and stuff. And my dad was freaking out and was, like, like was really, you know, like, I feel like a dad's automatic reaction instead of being, like, oh like i hope you're okay he was just angry at the doctors and i was like girl like yeah the doctors have been shit like how can they just drop that bomb on me and then just like not even contact me but luckily i had all the re- like all the testing all the results and stuff so i was able to send that over to my dad because my dad's friend is like one of the top dermatologists in like northern ireland so like she sorted all it for me like she's the one that like taught me through everything still hadn't heard back from my doctors i rang them and i was like hey think this is kind of fucked up I'm just a 21-year-old girl. Like, please don't send me this shit and not get in contact with me. And they're like, they'll be in contact on Monday morning. And I was like, oh my God. But I was in Barcelona. So I wasn't going to let this ruin my day. And like, also just like, it, like I, it could have been so much worse. Like I have seen, I think initially, right, I've seen cancer ruin lives. It's the most horrible, horrible disease in the world. Um, And I think automatically when I saw the word cancer, I kind of freaked out. Not even freaked out. It's just like my heart just kind of sank. And then... Upon reading it, I was like, oh my god, I'm so fucking lucky because this could have been so much worse. Like, out of all the skin cancers, like, this is, like, probably the least life-threatening. Um, it doesn't really, like, increase your risk of getting it in the future. Like, it, it was just, like, a, a very good prognosis. So I'm very, 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 very blessed. Anyway the next thing that happened was like that night we were going to Raleigh Williams and I was doing like a get ready with me and I wanted to like kind of update everyone because I feel like I'm so I'm so open and I've been so open on TikTok I've been my podcast about this whole fucking lump on my arm I told you guys about the whole taking out process I said about how I thought it was a fucking tracker from the government I'm joking I obviously never thought it was that but like I've been so open so I, and I and I know that like yeah it's obviously deep and it's, it's cancer like I, I shouldn't use that word lightly um but I also think like my whole my whole reaction to it was like I'm not gonna sit here and be really upset and like make a mountain out of a molehill because that's just gonna make me like I'm not gonna sit here and be like oh there's cancer in my arm because like it's gonna be removed and like it's not as if it's like it, it just could be so much worse I wasn't gonna like let myself get down about it and I was kind of like talking about lightly you know not making jokes you should never make jokes about um that but I was almost like using humor just to like so that I wouldn't cry like I didn't want to cry I was embarrassing with my friends they did such a fucking good job at like distracting me my friends were so important to me on that trip because like if I was sat at home on my own, I mean, kind of depressing enough at the minute, I, I I'm finding it quite like difficult being at home alone at the minute. So if I, I got that diagnosis when I was at home alone, I probably would have cried realistically, but because I was with my friends and they just like ensured that I had such a fun day. And anytime I spoke about it, like they were just like, you know, trying to like keep me like uplifted. And I was and I didn't let myself get dawned do- because I was just in- In such like, I was just in such a happy mood and around my friends. But anyway, yeah, that night I was doing a get ready with me for Robbie Williams, and I was like, let me just update, like, am I I, I get ready with me on TikTok, like, say what's going on. So I kind of briefly said, like, yeah, I got the results back today, and it is cancer, but it's easily curable. Like, it's not gonna kill me. Ninety nine percent survival rate, whatever. Um, I didn't really, I didn't say the name of the cancer because I felt, I don't know, I feel like that's kind of not personal at all Like it's not like I, I don't I don't really care at all but I just like didn't want to discuss like in depth like my medical ailments I mean shut up Olivia like you always talk in depth about your medical ailments I just felt weird saying the name of the cancer for some reason I have no idea anyway I didn't say the name of it regardless and I said in it yeah not gonna die 99% like I kept saying like really really nothing to worry about however it did come back cancerous and and, and the moral of the story and, like, the warning for me is to just make sure you get any lumps checked because I should, probably should have gone sooner and got it checked. But, yeah, that was, like, I was hammering that in. Like, get any lumps checked. Don't be like me. Like, go immediately. Demand that it needs to be seen. um, Like, really push for it because it's just better. Like, not... Like, I could have left this in my arm for, for years and I probably would have been completely fine. But it's just better to have it out. I posted the TikTok and I started getting comments. Now, I... I've like, I mean, you can probably tell my lips are like burnt and stuff, and my nose probably is burnt, but I when I go on holiday, I I I wear sun cream, but I have been known to sizzle myself, you know. I love sitting in the sun, I love getting a great time when I go on holiday. But when I was like 16, 17, and I just started YouTube, I I did not really understand like the dangers of sunbeds. Sunbeds are terrible for you. Going in the sun is terrible for your skin. Like none of it, UV reds are not good for your skin and they can cause cancer. I feel like everyone knows that now it's been very much hammered into us back when I was 16 I didn't really like think anything of it and I in a YouTube video like went and got a sunbed and now I look back at that and like that is so fucking irresponsible it's like promoting something that can give you cancer is just not not that I was promoting it I never said in it like you guys should go get a sunbed but like with my like level of like I need to like recognize the, the power that I have with my platform and the influence that I can have. And it was really immature and irresponsible for me to ever, ever, ever get a sunbed online. And it's like vaping. Like I am honest with you guys. Like some like I'm I, I do vape and I think it's so stupid. And I always hammer that in. I'm like, don't do everything that I like do. Just like like listen to what I say. Like drinking. Drinking is not good for you. Like drinking is terrible for you. Especially like bins drinking on a weekend. Like I really like I don't know, like, sometimes I do things that aren't the healthiest things, but I will never, ever, like, promote that now. Um, and I think that's probably, like, I, I'm not going to sit here and be like, I'm perfect. Like, I've never used a sunbed. Like, of course. well not of course, but I have used sunbeds before. Yeah, but I th- the only time that I ever, like, promoted it, I guess, because I, not promoted it, but, you know, like, showed it online and, like, probably by default promoted it was when I was very, very young and very, very stupid and naive and didn't really understand the dangers of sunbeds. I did not expect this but I guess well skin cancers are often caused I I feel like when I think of skin cancer I'm always thinking probably caused by sunbeds or uv damage probably something like that like that's the most like the the stories I've seen have always been been caused by like sunbeds and shit when I see skin cancer stories so I guess whenever I post that TikTok and said I've been diagnosed with skin cancer I didn't really talk about which one it was or whatever all the comments were just like, "Well, this is what you get for using sunbeds." Can I just say as well, the cancer that I have is not caused by anything. Every single specialist that I've spoken to has been like, "You have not, you have not caused this, Olivia. Like, this is a gene mutation. Like, don't worry, nothing you have done has caused this." Because I was obviously like, "Shit! Like, have have I done something to give myself cancer?" Or like, I well, especially when I started getting all these comments from people being like, "Well, it teaches you." I was like, "Oh my god!" Like I started to feel like like guilt not guilty but like i was like really embarrassed and i was like i shouldn't be made to feel like this like being vulnerable like not vulnerable but like i hadn't cried at this point Like i was not upset about my diagnosis at all because it was such a good prognosis that i was like It'd be fucking stupid to cry over this a little bit like it's literally just getting like something taken out of your arm calmed down um but then like the stuff that i was like like the comments i was receiving on tiktok were just like really horrible um like when if when I had spoke to the specialist, if they had said, like, yeah, let's be like this is because you've been in the sun or you know, like if a mole had gone funny from a sunbed and it ended up giving me melanoma or skin cancer, um, I would a hundred percent fucking like hammer that message in. I mean, oh I'm always saying don't use sunbeds, they're terrible for you, but like, especially in that scenario, when I was posting that TikTok being like, Yeah, I got skin cancer, I would be like, This is a fucking sign. Like, do not like go ever in the sun with like sun cream like i would really you know but like i didn't say that because that's not w- what gave me cancer and um yeah i was just getting so many horrible comments being like this is what you fucking deserve like i was getting messages from people being like well like you posted a youtube video when you were 17 in a sunbed so obviously like this is what's giving you cancer like you, you th- this will teach you and all and i was like oh my fucking god like this is horrible like that's like probably what made me the most sad out of anything which is ridiculous i can't believe like i let comments on tiktok like upset me instead of the actual fucking diagnosis but like people were just being horrible to me so I deleted the TikTok and like then in the next couple of days I posted another one just like saying like what kind of cancer it was and that it's not caused by sunbeds um just but, like I I didn't I didn't I, I I literally had to explain myself like I was like obviously don't use sunbeds that I've never promoted sunbeds I mean I don't know what I'd say when I was 16 um but like yeah I had to like fully explain myself and that made me really upset anyway um that's like my whole story I've got my surgery booked in the morning so getting my mum's coming in the morning to come with me to get my little lump fully removed I think it's a really really chill like they just numb my arm and then they cut out the rest of the tumor and is it a tumor yeah I guess it is a tumor um and the surrounding healthy cells and then should be good as new and, like, I'm pretty sure that it's going to be the same scar. Like, they'll probably just cut open the same scar so it's, like, not even deep. Just trying to stay lighthearted and positive about it could be so much worse. So privileged that I'm going to be fine after tomorrow, hopefully. Um, I do kind of like, kind of being hypochondriac, I'm like, oh, my God, so, like does this make me more susceptible to like other cancers i'm like i want to go for a full health screening and i think i'm gonna go for like what's it called like a medical just because i don't know like i'm like what if i have got lumps on other parts of my body that i don't know like well i've got one on my back i can't reach it so i think i'm gonna go for a full medical just double check that everything's okay but apart from that i'm all good anyway back to barcelona went to Robbie williams concert was fucking incredible every single person there was a six-year-old parent uh was I complaining? No. Was I the youngest there by, what, 30 years? Absolutely. Did I think I would know, No, Robbie Williams songs? Yes. Did I know, like, pretty much every single one? Yes. Why am I asking so many questions and answering myself? I don't know. Stop, that was so good. Anyway, um, yeah, like, I really was like, oh, like, I couldn't name you. The only Robbie Williams song I can name you is, Eh, hey, oh, here she goes, you got a little too high or a little too low. I know that one obviously but that's because it came i feel like that's his most like new one but then like i don't know it must be my parents playing roy williams when i was younger like in the car and stuff when we got to his concert like he would start playing songs and it would unlock this like memory in the back of my head and all of a sudden i would know a roy williams song and it was just so fun and the whole trip was just amazing and like i literally like you would think that that would spoil my trip getting that fucking result but like honestly it didn't even like i was like having the best time like my friends just i, I my friend my friends make me laugh so fucking much laughter is the best medicine but then i get back from barcelona and we were only there for like three days i get back from barcelona i came back to my flat i sat down in my flat on my own for the first time in three days and i literally just like broke down i was like not okay <laughs> i think anyway like coming back from like Any social interaction—if you live on your own, you'll like get what I mean—or not even if you live on your own, like just like when you go up to your bedroom on your own, like even if you live with your family or if you live with people, it's like going from like spending so much time with friends or any like social interaction to like going and being by yourself, like being with your own thoughts for the first time in a couple days is really quite humbling. (laughs) Like, I think that's quite like quite depressing. Anyway, holiday blues, you know, and um, probably a bit hungover, like from the past three days of drinking being back in like grey like healing London and I just sat there and it all kind of hit me at once and I just got a little bit upset and I had a bit of a breakdown again guys I keep fucking having breakdowns and it's just like not it's not a fun vibe for me but I pulled myself out of it I I, I just like sat on the sofa I lay on the sofa I got got home basically um. My, the person who had been staying in my flat had like stripped my bed sheets because he was staying Is my friend leo he was staying in my bed and then he'd also stripped the spare bed sheets because i think the cat had like been sick i, I don't really know what i gone on but anyways there's no bed sheets clean they're all both from the wash i just had to sleep on my sofa and then i just ended up sitting on the sofa for 24 hours and i was like this is ridiculous olivia you're just making it 10 times worse for yourself like you're you gonna stop breaking down if you just sit in your sofa for 24 hours so that was that got myself up and ever since that i've been on the up again it was just which is a little 24 hours I had a little bit of a blip but I'm back up and I'm not letting like I, that was okay I allowed myself 24 hours after a little cancer diagnosis and now I'm not letting it affect me I think that's my update I think that's all I've got to tell you but yeah it was kind of an eventful an eventful little weekend of mine I don't know i was in a really really like shitty dark place like before barcelona and then like going to barcelona and even though that probably should have like made me a bit sad in barcelona it didn't because my friends were just like completely there for me and like it just kind of made me realize how much i value my friends like i say this i feel like i'm saying this a lot recently i don't think i really fully appreciated like how much my friends are there for me until I broke up with my boyfriend ex um I think it's quite common when you get into a relationship not to drift from your friends in any way but it's like you go from relying on your friends and like needing to see your friends in order to have company to like having a person there 24 7 like someone that you're like in love with and that you want to spend every second with and you know you're just in well for me anyway because I have codependency issues when I'm in a relationship and I get very hyper fixated on someone I almost like not like not that I obviously see my friends all the time, but when I when I'm in a relationship, I think I see them more on like na- like for nights out, and I don't actually spend that quality time like during the day, just having these like big DMCS with them as I do when I'm and I don't have a boyfriend. So yeah, I think when it it's been like what three months now since I three two months now since I um ended with my ex, and in that two months, like I just feel like I've gotten closer than ever with my friends, and actually we're all kind of going through the same thing at the same time which has helped a lot and like we've just I don't know they've just been like really there for me and I think it was very 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 apparent uh after this weekend how much they mean to me and like honestly like we were on <laughs> we were on an easy jet flight it was the most horrendous flight ever I was so hungry I was like I I love airplane food oh my god airplane food is like my favorite thing in the world when people are like yeah like airplane food is disgusting like I just like don't eat when I'm on the plane I'm like what the fuck? Like, what else do you do on a plane except eat? I'm ordering every snack on the menu. If there's hot food, oh my God, I'm having the best time ever. I'm eating every single morsel in front of me. Even if it's something like, like, I just love airplane food. Don't know what it is. Oh my God, the desserts that you get on the airplane. You know when you get a meal? If you've ever been on a long haul flight and you get a meal, sometimes they give you this chocolate cake and it is the best fucking chocolate cake I've ever eaten in my life. Like, I remember, I, I so vividly remember, we went to um Barbados i think i talk about this trip all the time when i was very very young i was like um probably like eight seven no i was i was probably seven seven six shouldn't remember anything about it don't really remember anything about it the only really thing i remember about it is the fucking chocolate cake because that's the only like long haul flight i did in my like childhood up until i was like 18 i think but that fucking chocolate cake on that flight rocked my fucking world everyone I, i the whole time i was like keep them coming air hostess keep them coming and i would just have so much chocolate cake and it was incredible but yeah like i just love i i, I also love school dinners like shit like that i just love i, I really enjoy shitty food So we get on this EasyJet flight, I'm Ravenous, and they've just that day released a new magazine with a full new food menu on board. Obviously, I was buzzing. I mean, usually on EasyJet, I pretty much stick to my Meze box, it was called. It had some pita crackers in it. It had hummus. It had red pepper dip, which was really, really similar to the old Nando's red pepper dip. Why didn't Nando discontinue that? I would love to know. Anyway, they had this red pepper dip and then they had baklava. Is it baklava? Is that how you say it? The most delicious dessert in the entire world, and it was all vegan. They also had olives, love olives. It was just the best little snack box in the world, and they didn't have it anymore. But I was okay. I bought it because instead they had fucking penne arabiata. spicy tomato pasta, right up my fucking street on an easy jet flight. I was so happy. Turn the page, cocktails on an easy jet flight. Me and my friends were like i'd never been so excited in my entire life i was like i couldn't like i couldn't i couldn't physically wait for the cart to come down the aisle and we were like row six we could like see it starting and we were just staring at the people until they came to us so obviously i'm like i'll take the panera and they're like oh no we don't have that and i was like okay that's fine um i'll take the chickpea wrap which was another little vegan option incredible chick chickpea falafel like spicy vegan mayo wrap like r- again right up my street I was like, i'll i take the chickpea wrap they're like Nah, i don't have that either we've got a ham and cheese toasty or a pizza slice and i was like right what the fuck and i was like okay clearly not getting any food this is disappointing i'll take some paprika pringles anyway can i get this cocktail and they're like what what, what cocktail are you on? what and i was like i was pointing i was like this cocktail here and they're like oh yeah that's just like um sprite and rum and I was like, you saw me a dream, Easy Jet. I hate Easy Jet so much. Anyway, Ryan, our Girl through and through. We got our our ramming and sprites and we just sat there, me and my friends, is on the way to Barcelona, like, and we just had this intense therapy session. We were talking about trauma bonding. We were talking about ther like like a therapist, like what they're discussing in therapy. Like we had a full therapy session. And I think sometimes I forget also by the way drinking on the plane as well really goes to your head i al- i always do this these days i don't know why i do that um really goes to your head because the altitude or something like gets you fucked up so like you get drunk way quicker um and you know when you're drunk not, like not drunk but tipsy and you just get into a real deep conversation with the girls that happened anyway after like we landed i was kind of looking around i was like we just said all that on a plane like i just revealed my deepest darkest secrets and like I've told you, feelings that I should never tell anyone, and you know, like things that, like usually, you would kind of have to like waterboard me to get out of me. Um, but I was just like telling them everything, and they were telling me everything. Like, and then I was like, mm. like there's literally like people like our age, like there's like a a nineteen year old girl sat right in front of me, like from England. Like she, we could run in the same circles. She might know. She might have a mutual friend with me. She might listen to this podcast. She's just heard everything, every single thing I've ever said about me. So uh, that was that. I think sometimes on a plane, you do think that you're in a little bubble, but you're actually not. And like when I'm on a plane, I'm listening to everything that anyone around me is saying. I will be eavesdropping on your conversation if you're sat in front of me. So it's like people are probably doing that to us. However, it was an incredible little therapy session. Loved it. I felt like I really learned a lot about myself on that easy jet flight. I love like my friends. I've got like a very great support network i've got like my different friends for different things like my best friends that i go to is like well i've got like i've got my home friends who are like my lifelong friends like i've been friends with them since i was like five years old and i will probably like they will be like my best my best man no that's not what you call it maid of honor at my wedding do you know what I mean like, i've got like different friends with different things i don't see them as much but when i see my friends from home it's like nothing's ever changed like we literally feel i feel like i'm back at school when i see them and then I've got, like, my London friends. I've got, like, it's weird because, like, I literally feel like like my best friends in London. I've got, like, Tilly, Lewis, Edie Millie. I feel like I've known them my whole entire life. And, like, I say they're my best friends. And then someone will be like, oh, my God, how long have you guys known each other? And I'm like, oh, like, a year and a half, like, two years. Like, no, okay, two years. But I'm like, that just feels so Weird to say, because I'm like, if someone said that to me, I'm like, oh, you're not that good friends. But I'm like, these people, like I will genuinely be friends with people like to the day I die. Like they're very there for me. I definitely have like different friends for different things as well. Like Tilly is just. Tilly's just, like, my like my fun friend. Like, I love to go on holidays with Tilly. Like, she's hilarious. She makes me laugh. She also has a very, like, deep side to her. And we do have deep conversations, of course. But she's just, like, I mean, if you know who Tilly is, like, if you go to TikTok, she's just a very lighthearted, fun-loving girl. Oh, Lewis just knows me the best out of anyone. Like, we, I think I've been friends with him for... Quite quite a long time, and he's more like more like I Sometimes I see Lewis as like one of my home friends. Like I can go like six months. No, I don't ever go six months without seeing Lewis. But we can go a while without seeing each other. I think it's because we live quite far away from each other as well. Um, but like when I see him, it's like nothing's ever changed. And then Millie and Edie, like I go for them to them for advice. Like they're very good at advice. I actually noticed recently when I go to them for advice. Like they used to be when, when I was first like going through my break. I would go to them for advice all the time. And they would kind of just like they would give me a bit of like leeway, you know. Like they would be like, "Oh, she's well, I imagine they're probably like, she's very really upset." And like, there's nothing like I don't know. They they were they weren't harsh on me at all. Like they they gave me very nice advice, and you know they were just there for me when I needed them. Whereas now, when I go to them about any advice to do with that whole situation, they are so fucking like hard on me, and they're just like Olivia, you're toxic, and you just love drama. And I'm like, like that's crazy, like. <laughs> i facetimed edie today and i was like yeah like i blocked him again last night like this time it's for good like i'm probably blocked him and she was like olivia you've said this before she was like well she was like you both love drama so much Like you either both want to hate each other or you both want to like be madly in love and like there's no in between so she's like you like i'll see how long this blocking lasts like you actually just need to like stick to your word and i was like i kind of feel like a bit slabbered out right now but like I needed that like she like they've just like they're very like they tell me how it is now um I don't know and I really really appreciate that I think like that's what you need in a in like a best friend when you go to them for advice I also just feel like Millie and Edie like they're like they're my friends here. um my Millie and Edie are like a couple years older than me or, well Edie's one year above me and Millie's two and I just feel like they really have their life sorted out and I don't know why I think that because I know that they're just like me but like they just I just feel like they know everything like do you ever have those friends you just like know they know everyone they know the answer to everything they know everywhere to go they know where to shop they know where to eat like they know what like what like they know Clothes, they know. I don't know. They just, I just feel like they know everything, and I just love having them as friends because, like, anytime I've got a question, I can just go to them. I don't know if that's like a really niche thing, but like, I just really admire. Like, I, I love their taste and things. Like, I just really, I don't know. I'm I'm, like inspired by them, and like, I love get like, yeah, I just like love drawing inspiration from them. Like, they'll do a makeup. Like, I'm not, I may like, oh, like, I want to copy you, but like, I don't know. Like, they really like dedicated like choosing good outfits, and like they're like. Put put really cool outfits together. They've got their own individual style, and it just really inspires me. And I feel like I'm very inspired by them. And I don't know why I said that. Like that was so random. But like I think that's like kind of like it is cool to have friends that you think that are really cool. Like I am like wow, like these girls. Or like when I'm like when I'm sat beside them, I'm like my friends are pretty cool. My friends are hot. I actually asked. I actually asked Millie and Edie today I didn't really get wrong to asking anyone else um I just said like what kind of friend am I to you and what do you come to me for because I know what I go to them for I think they're just really really great advice I mean I go to all my friends just for like companionship like I really love just hanging up with my friends and like my friends that I have I used to kind of be that kind of person that was like mm, I'd rather sit on my own than have a friend round like I <laughs> I, yeah yeah I definitely used to think that like I think I it's because it, it is effort like to like ha- make conversation with someone but I think I've gotten to the point in my life where I've found friends who I actually like it doesn't feel like any effort hanging out with them and it just feels like it feels the same as hanging out like on my own I, I do love spending time on my own sometimes and it is important to have that downtime. time but like I find a group of people now that it's just like I would rather sit in silence with them than I would on my own. Like I just feel that comfortable around them and like I appreciate their company that much. Um anyway I asked them, what would you come to me for? Because I wonder what kind of friend I am. I don't think I'm like a very fun friend. Like I I like I don't think Tilly would come to me for fun. Like she's the fun one. And like I never really give anyone plans. Like I'm always the one being like like oh you should message this person and get plans off them. Like I actually never really provide plans. So like no I'm like, oh my God, what do I fucking bring to the table? Millie said, you're fun. Traumatic events. Don't know what that means. Casual chats and a good time. Okay. (laughs) What does she mean by that? I don't really have that. Okay, anyway. Edie said, someone to rant to. A good old FaceTime and good old times. Okay, that that is one thing I'm good at. I will sit there and let you rant to me for hours. I love being on FaceTime now. That's like my, my thing like i am constantly on facetime i've said it before like it's just so i just get in such a much better move when I, i'm on facetime with someone like we don't even have to be chatting but it just feels like someone's in the room with me and i just oh i love facetime so much i mean edie will facetime like all day for like three hours four hours because like millie always is like busy and doing things and they live together so edie has no one so she just facetime me and we'll just sit there for hours but i am good i i I don't know if I'm the best at giving advice. That's the thing. Like, I like to think that I'm quite good at giving advice. I'm just not good at taking it. And I can't take my own advice. But anyway, I just really recently have been valuing female friendships. I think they've gotten me through quite a hard time. And I really don't know where I would be. Not in that way, but, like, you know, like, I just, like, I would... I just think I would probably be depressed if I didn't have my friends to be honest, I just, like, find them, like, such a coping mechanism, like, I don't, I don't know how I would cope with things without, like, them, like, making light of things, and making me laugh, and their humor, and keeping me busy, and giving me plans, and, like, just, like, coming to hang out with me. I asked you guys why female friendships are important to you. I mean, I also have, like, female relationships with, like, my mum and my sister, and they're also, like, rocks for me. I just feel like, actually, Lewis isn't a female, oh my god, I'm kind of talking about female, friendships but like lewis isn't female but i see him as one of the girls do you know what i mean like it's not as if i'm like yeah you you get what i mean i just feel like girls like really have your back and obviously you have to go through a lot of shitty female friendships in order to find the right ones but you should you should feel just like someone's like got your back no matter what and um i've gotten to the point now where i've found a really really solid group of people who i just can. not rely on for anything and I just know whenever I need them they'll be there but I asked you guys why they're important to you let's see what you have to say okay someone said I love the relatable humor sisterly advice and men gossip I couldn't agree more I just think it's like the little girly I mean I don't know why we think that this is girly because of course you can have this with male friendships as well But just, like, doing little girly things, like, trying on outfits together, getting ready together, doing your makeup, like, I don't know, like, plaiting someone's hair or, like, how kind we are to each other. I I don't really see this in male friendships as much, but, like, we are so kind to each other and, like, we're so complimenting and, like, I'm just so grateful and I, like, really, really let my friends know. And I think, like... I wish wish male friendships were more like that, but just from experience, from the ones I've seen, like, they don't maybe, maybe, like, show their appreciation as much as, like, in female friendships do. But, like, I just think, like, my friends are the most amazing people in the world and I let them know every single day. Okay, someone else said, boyfriends may be temporary, friends are for life. That's so true. And I think, like, move, like... I could sit here and be like, oh my god, I fucking regret the past year of my life so much. I wish I'd never met that boy. But honestly, like, it's taught me so many things. Like, And I think that, like, that's the... I mean, it, it's really, really hard once you've broken up with someone to come away from it and think positive thoughts. Because... I don't know. Trust me, it's just really fucking hard. Like I'm, it's mostly negative when I think of him and I think of the relationship. Even though, like we had, I know we had good times. I can't actually process that and like actually be like happy that I had good times with him because I'm like the amount of pain and hurt you've caused me. Like, was it worth it? Don't think so. However, I'm trying to be positive and coming away from it now. I'm being like, well, now I know exactly what I don't want in a relationship and what like, like what I don't want from a boy. Um, what I don't want, what I don't want to do in pre- next, in my, if I have relationships in the future, which I'm not rushing into because I'm actually really, really, really enjoying being single, and I've finally gotten to a point where I don't give a fuck about boys, and I'm not seeking male validation at all. I think, uh, <laughs> but like, like I really like I'm. I used to kind of sit there and be like, oh, I really want to like at least text a boy, and now I'm just like, it just feels like effort to text a boy. I'd rather FaceTime my friend. Like, I'm so over it No. However, something that I've like kind of come something that i've realized that i want to do in future is like prioritize my friends over boys and i actually see like i think that's a really really healthy practice because relationships a lot of the time are temporary but friendships are for life and i see boys actually do that quite a lot like do you know like i mean girls often like get pissed off and i see like tiktoks about it and stuff and it's like when he chooses going to like boys night at the pub over you, do you know, like do you know what i mean like that whole thing and girls are like so get so pissed off about it when they choose their boys over you but I'm like I want to start doing that in relationships like I want to start prioritizing my friends over relationships because at the end of the day who's going to be there for you your friends not a fucking boyfriend so like that's I don't know that's something I'm going to start doing in, in, in my next relationships is prioritizing my friends um and that's like something a positive note that can come out of my past experience in my relationship I can go well Fuck off. I'm not saying it's tonight. Like, I'm saying my friends. Okay, someone said finding the correct group with no competition is just amazing. I couldn't agree more. I think in school, there was a lot of comparing going on. I remember, like, there was even, like, you could, people in my group who were kind of, you know, both fancy the same boy, or like, even I would fancy the same boy. Someone, like, if someone else kissed him first, I'd be, like, really pissed off. And then I'd maybe, like, compare it. And I maybe not compare it myself, but, like, there was always a little bit of jealousy like a bit of an undertone of like i don't know like maybe like fighting for boys attention in school and shit like even up until the point that, where i am now there was definitely like always just comparing and jealousy and it might have been a very 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 like small undertone of the friendship but you know it, it's taken a while to get to a point where i'm completely like in a healthy friendship with my friends like i would never compare myself to my friends i appreciate that they're like the most beautiful people in the world and you know like to be honest they get a lot more male attention than i do and do i give a fuck no because they're so pretty so i'm like obviously fucking you should get male attention like you're the prettiest people ever like i don't i don't ever compare myself to them and i'm not jealous of them i'm so happy for them and everything they do um and I'm really, really happy with myself that I've gotten to that point. And when you get to that point, it's incredible. Because it's like, it's like my sister. It's like, I've always had, a, like, I've never compared, actually, that's a fucking lie. I feel like you, sisters are kind of like, especially who you would compare yourself to. I used to be so jealous of my sister. I used to, like, I don't know. I'm not even going to get into that. Um, <laughs> but um, yeah, like when you get to your point when you're like, I'm not, I'm not going to sit here and be like, I'm so happy with myself like to the point that I don't compare myself to others I compare myself to others definitely Instagram all that I see online I'm comparing myself to but like to my friends I just love them so much I could never ever feel any sort of like jealousy or like I would never resent them for any like success or any good thing that they have in their lives I'm always just happy for them and it's like great that I've gotten to that point because I think when you're not really happy within yourself it is very easy to like project that onto others um I'm not saying I'm very happy with myself actually let me give you guys a bit of an update guess what I went to the other day well I was like this I mean maybe this is like comparing myself but I was in Barcelona and I've said before the only time that I care when that I'm flat chested well it's it's two things and one of them pisses me off one of them is when I'm having sex and I hate that I'm self conscious about being flat chested in that scenario because that I think is like the whole like male patriarchy. I don't even know what that, like if that made sense, male patriarchy. I feel like I've just seen that said before. But like that's society. Like that, like that is like a, I feel like that's for men. And I hate that. I hate that, that like that little voice in my head is like, you should feel self conscious because you've got no tits. Like, and that, that voice is in my head. And I kind of like can understand that. that isn't important and that's not like a reason to feel self-conscious about my chest um but then sometimes when I'm like um on holiday and I'm wearing a bikini and I look in the mirror I just feel a bit self-conscious and it's not because of men it is just like I'm just like oh I feel like my body would suit breasts not a big deal I'm on holiday in Barcelona I'm sat there my friends are by my side both got beautiful boobies and I was like I would like to have boobs you know what I'm gonna book a consultation so I booked a consultation and I've always wanted to book a consultation because I have a very specific boob job in mind I want a mini boob job look up Kendall Jenner's boob job that's exactly what I want I want it to look like I've got tiny boobs because right now it looks like I've got it's just I've got I've got underdeveloped breasts if I'm gonna be honest with you I've, I've looked up online like like mini boob jobs and all the boobs before me were like all like mine I was like fuck that is like and like, they were being like underdeveloped breast syndrome and I was like didn't realize like it was that much of a problem but okay and I don't know I just really enjoyed like seeing like I, I just enjoyed the results from these mini boob jobs so I booked it I asked like some people that I know also I'm really sorry I burnt my lips so you can probably like see them blistering just don't look at that I asked some people I know that have had like breast augmentations for recommendations and um I booked in for a consultation I've got a consultation on Monday with a breast surgeon you know what I've always wanted a a consultation doesn't mean I'm actually getting it or get going through with it because I probably will never ever go through with it but I'm just really interested to see what they have to say I mean I do think they're gonna see me and be like oh god yeah you need a boob job like I feel like that's probably his job to say that but I'm just interested to see I don't know I don't know I just don't know if it would like give me a bit of confidence I know that it's not gonna like change my whole body image and I'm gonna feel amazing about myself after because like that's actually something that I need to work on from within and not from without (laughs) whatever that means but yeah like I I guess like seeing my friends boobs in bikinis I mean I've been on holiday with them before though and I've never like wanted to get a boob job after being on holiday with them before but I don't know there's just something about it I was like no I wasn't comparing myself or feeling jealous towards them I was like boobs are really beautiful i want a pair (laughs) i want a pair um so yeah we'll update you how that little consultation goes can't believe i'm doing it and then guess what i'm going straight after i'm going straight from the surgery consultation to get my coil removed terrified that will be an interesting update in next week's update because um it's been giving me it's been throwing me all off whack i got like like a a, like one of the worst UTIs of my entire life um looked it up and just like loads of shit like have just been like it's just been not good and I looked it up and it all is like a side effect of getting a copper coil and I was just like you know why did no one tell me not to do this like I just feel like the 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 nurse practitioner when she put it in she probably should have been like by the way before you do this this can happen this can happen I mean I should have done my research fucking idiot okay yeah I know it was probably my fault however anyway getting it removed on Monday so scared a lot of people have said it's not as painful as getting it put in we'll keep you updated in next week's episode i hope you enjoyed this week's episode was a little bit of depressing one but also quite an uplifting one love talking about female friendships don't love talking about whatever is going on in my arm right now um but yeah this is if you can take anything from today's podcast The learning objectives are, do you remember we used to do that? The learning objectives in in school? Um, They are, if you've ever got a lamp, really, really push to get it seen because everyone kept telling me it was nothing and it turned out to be not too good of a thing. Don't use sunbeds or go in the sun and appreciate your friends because they will always be there for you and boyfriends won't. Anyway, I'm going to go now because um, I'm currently sat in a fucking dress and heels and it I feel really uncomfortable and I don't like being in dresses and heels for prolonged periods of time. Usually I'm wearing like sweats and a hoodie here, but um, I came straight from an event. So I'm going to feel proud of fit. And I just feel like I need to put sweats and hoodie back on my body to feel comfortable again. Anyway, hope you enjoyed Now I will see you next week for some crazy updates actually next week. Anyway, love you. Bye. Inner Monologue is a Spotify original podcast produced by Spirit Studios with Raymond Tanner as the producer and Maeve Shaffer as the editor. And from Spotify, the executive producer is Rihanna Coleman.